When was the last time someone kissed your neck? Pre-COVID, I had this experience with one of our guests at one of our City Reach events that helped me understand how deep the impact of City Reach really went. Boxes of Love is an event where we hand out 450 Christmas hampers and we wrap a thousand Christmas gifts for kids in our community. Uh, one of the families who received a box of love was a uh, they're political refugee family, they're new to Canada, uh, they're just learning English, they're barely making ends meet, and they have two young kids living at home. We met this family through our Adopt-A-School program, and we'd been walking with them walking with them for a number of years. And I gave the father of this family their box of love, and he was overcome with emotion. He was so grateful, and he was like, you don't know what this means to my family. And he, he hugged me, and he began to kiss my neck. Now, I don't know when the last time you were kissed on the neck by someone other than your spouse, but for me, let's just say it had been since never, okay? And so to my Canadian culture and my Canadian customs, this is a totally weird thing happening, some other guy kissing my neck, but uh, in the cultural background of this young man and where he comes from, this is a lot more normal. And... It's when you're getting your neck kissed by a stranger that you begin to think to yourself, somehow this Christmas hamper and a few gifts for his kids is so much more than just a Christmas hamper and a few gifts for his kids. This is hope. And so when we tell people that City Reach, we are in the hope business, we really mean it. We're in the business of giving people hope who have no hope. We're in the business of leading people to the hope of all, Jesus Christ. Now, it's amazing how an uncomfortable neck kissing can put things into perspective for you. It did for me. Every time I think of our, our programs and events at City Reach, though sometimes they may look like we're only meeting practical needs, I'm reminded that, that something deep is happening just beneath the surface. I'm reminded that we aren't just handing out food or gifts or services, but we are handing out dignity, worth, and hope. Today is City Reach Sunday here at Broadway Church. And for those of you that are unfamiliar, the City Reach Care Society is the outreach arm of Broadway Church. 16 years ago, Broadway, we started a not-for-profit community center right in our own backyard to help meet the practical needs in our community. So my role as the community pastor here at Broadway Church is to also be the executive director of the City Reach Care Society. And at City Reach, we run a number of life-giving programs and events that focus on the economically underprivileged families in our community. And so much has happened this last year. It would be impossible for me to tell you about all the neat things going on at City Reach, but I want to give you just quick four highlights of, of some things that are happening at City Reach just this past year. So number one, City Reach Bees. Like this is pretty neat, okay? Just this last year, we started our own rooftop beehives. It's called a rooftop bee apiary up on the roof of Broadway Church. We have two beehives up there. And uh, we wanted to partner with the city of Vancouver to help with all the dying bees. And we wanted to be a, a good neighbor to all those backyard gardens uh, in around the church and the flowers as we get greener and greener. I literally became a beekeeper this year. And 
I have so much uh, newfound respect for beekeepers and, and bees. I could talk your ear off for hours about all the cool things I learned about bees. But uh, I'll tell you this, beekeeping is, is a deeply uh, religious experience. There are so many cool connections between our faith in Jesus and keeping bees. Uh, so much so, I actually wrote a theology of beekeeping. I, I call it a biology. And so if you're interested more about bees, come and talk to me. I'd love to talk your ear off about bees. Okay, the second highlight I want to talk to you about is Club Freedom. Club Freedom is our outreach ministry to those dealing with homelessness, uh, mental health, and addictions in our community. Club Freedom has been going for years, and it is such a, a, a fantastic ministry. I'm so proud of the Club Freedom team. Now, Club Freedom has served 9,000 hot meals this past year alone. Like, let that just sink in for just two seconds. It is such a cool thing. The third highlight I want to share with you is a program called Meals to Go. We started a new COVID emergency response program called Meals to Go. Essentially, we're serving lunch five days a week out of our warehouse facility and out of our Tri-Cities uh, campus in Poco. Just since April, we served 8,695 meals to go in both Vancouver and the Tri-Cities. And that doesn't include the 9,000 hot meals that were served through Club Freedom. The fourth highlight that I want to give you is about our delivery hampers. Did you know that Broadway Church has 35 volunteer drivers that are delivering 150 City Reach food hampers every single week to single moms, to vulnerable seniors that are immune compromised, and to the extremely vulnerable families uh, all over the Lower Mainland, all the way from Surrey to North Vancouver. They're delivering 150 fresh hampers every single week. It's amazing. Now, all this amazing work we're doing with food and City Reach, it makes our bee project seem kind of wimpy. I get it. But bees do pollinate 70% of the crops that feed 90% of the world. So essentially, it's the whole circle of life happening. And uh, our bees are doing a great job pollinating. So you're welcome, City Reach food. See, City Reach is involved in many amazing ways in our community. Uh, God has uh, uh, done some amazing things to provide for City Reach this past year. So God gets all of the credit. Now, before I go any further, I, I do want to take a moment and simply say thank you. Thank you to all of the donors. Thank you to all of the volunteers and thank you, Broadway Church, for continuing to stand with us, to support us, and to pray for us during these times. Together, we really are making a difference in our community. Together, we really are offering hope to one person at a time. Give yourselves a hand. Like right now, go ahead. Like at home, as you're watching, give. Are you doing it? Okay. Congratulations. I want to take you back to a moment before this COVID pandemic changed the world as we know it. And I want to tell you a quick story about something that happened in the life of our city and our province that uh, not too many people know about. So go back with me to March 6th, 2020. I, I attended a pretty spectacular event in Vancouver. 
just to put this all into perspective, March 6th was just five days before the World Health Organization declared COVID-19 as a global pandemic. March 6th is just 11 days before Dr. Bonnie Henry would declare a public health emergency here in BC. March 6th is still a time before anyone was wearing a mask, before anyone was social distancing, before uh, there were any group gathering restrictions, before any of that. No one knew at this event what was going to happen or what was on the horizon in the weeks and months to come. So picture a large ballroom in a swanky hotel downtown. It's packed with important people, like really important people. Uh, our premier, John Horgan, was there. The leader of BC's official opposition, Andrew Wilkinson, was there. Vancouver Mayor Kennedy Stewart was there, along with almost every city mayor and city councillor. The Minister of National Defence was there, the Honourable Harjit Sajjan. I sat directly beside the leader of the BC Green Party, Adam Olson, and in classic Simon Gow fashion, as I introduced myself to him, having no idea who he is, I say something like, oh, you're a pretty big deal. I wonder why they uh, sat you at the kid's table next to me. Ooh. Let me tell you, there's no good recovery from that. So you can picture it. I'm in this large ballroom with hundreds of key leaders from our, our cities and our, and our province. And we're all there for one reason, to pray. Yes, to, to pray. I, the event I was attending was the 54th annual Provincial Leadership Prayer Breakfast. And it, this was such an interesting event. I found myself in a room packed full of people who were predominantly not followers of Christ, yet we were all there to pray. We were all there to seek God's wisdom, provision, and guidance. Now, the way that these large group prayer meetings work, there are times for uh, um, formal scripture reading, and there's times for, for these long written out prayers where we all stand and we pray them in unison. So here I am, picture it. I'm standing shoulder to shoulder with the leaders of our province that all share different views on politics and religion, and we begin to pray this prayer out loud. It's quite a long prayer, but, but let me give you the highlights. God, we declare our need of you. Where there is division, conflict, bitterness, or hatred, may your healing spirit rule. In all our diversity, unite us to love you and to love others. Strengthen us all, we pray, in the name of our blessed creator, provider, and sustainer. Amen. Knowing what I know now, and at the time not knowing what was going to happen with the world and how it was about to drastically change in the weeks and months to come, I look back at this as a profound moment in, in our city and our province. We prayed in unison, God, we declare our need of you. How true that statement always is, but how true that statement would become for so many of us in the weeks and months to come. We prayed in unison, strengthen us all in the name of our blessed creator, provider, and sustainer. We acknowledge that God not only made the world and everything in it, but that he provides and sustains our every breath. We acknowledge together that God, you are ultimately in control of all things, that there is nothing in heaven or on earth that is outside of your control. Just then, our premier stands up, John Horgan himself, and he gets up to the microphone and he begins to read a verse from the Bible. And at the time, I have this thought to myself, 
Why choose that verse? Out of all the verses to choose that you could read, why choose that one? He read a verse from the book of James. James was the, was the brother of Jesus. And he read this verse. He says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. See, every leader in that room was about to undergo a trial that they weren't ready for. Every leader in that room was about to experience obstacles in their leadership that they had never encountered before. Every leader in that room was about to face a trial, a trial of many kinds. And James tells us to consider it pure joy. Now on the surface, this doesn't seem to make any sense. Like why pure joy? Doesn't trials produce suffering, not joy? See, the answer lies in that prayer we just prayed in unison. We can consider it pure joy when we face trials and obstacles in this life because we know who is in control of all things. We can find true joy in the midst of our troubling circumstances because God is at the helm and he has not forgotten about us. He knows our name and our situation and he is our provider and our sustainer. Amen? I hope you all just said amen to your screen right now. See, I'm glad our premier, she, he, that he shared the, the words of James that day. I'm glad that we were reminded that though trials will come, and boy, were they about to come, that we can count it as pure joy. And that brings us to the big idea for today, where we try to sum up the day's teaching with one simple statement. And it's the same reason that James tells us to consider it pure joy whenever we face trials of many kinds. Why? Because as your outline says, the providence of God brings provision for what we need when we need it. The providence of God brings provision for what we need when we need it. Maybe you're watching today and, and your life's circumstances have turned your world upside down. Did you know that you can put your trust in God? You can surrender control to Him and you can start to turn obstacles into opportunities. Why? Because the providence of God brings provision for what you need when you need it. Now this doesn't mean that your life will be obstacle free from now on. No way. But with God at the helm of your life, you will be able to pivot and shift with a fresh perspective. And God will lead you to his preferred future for your life. Because the providence of God brings provision for what we need when we need it. Every time I think about the providence of God bringing provision in our life for what we need when we need it, I'm reminded of Queen Esther. If, if you're unfamiliar with the story of Esther, she, she didn't always start out as queen. But through the providence of God, she was brought to her royal position to do something great. See, Queen Esther had this unusual rise to her royal position. She essentially won a glorified beauty contest. But this beauty contest didn't just win her 10 Monopoly dollars or she didn't just get to wear a pageant crown and a sash for a year. She literally got to become queen. And uh, to make a long story short, Queen Esther did something incredible. I'd encourage you all to go home and read it in your Bibles for yourself. But I want to highlight just one of the defining moments in her reign. See, 
The king made a a decree that would see the genocide of her people, the Jews. And Queen Esther was faced with a decision to use her platform, her royal position, to either step up and act or just to keep silent and and keep the status quo and and do nothing. Queen Esther, she knew that, that she didn't get to her royal position by accident. She did nothing on her own to achieve her beauty or to achieve her level of influence. God did that. So Queen Esther, she recognized that everything that had happened in her life was due to the sovereignty and the providence of God. And maybe, just maybe, God had brought her to her royal position for such a time as this, to act and to do something bold and brave. So, spoiler alert, Esther did act. She did use her royal position. She pleaded with the king to make an adjustment to the decree that would lead to the sparing of her people. Esther responded to where God had placed her. Esther responded to what God had placed in her hands. The providence of God brought provision for what she needed when she needed it. Now, this isn't just an idea that we find in the Bible. This is the very same principle being worked out right here, right now in the life of City Reach every single day. I want to tell you just one story about how the providence of God has has provided for City Reach. Now, this isn't a story about how someone gave us a million dollars, although that would be amazing. This isn't a story about how a vulnerable family has been deeply impacted by City Reach programs or events. See, on the surface, this is a story about infrastructure, okay? But if you journey with me, don't be too bored, because just beneath the surface, I I want to encourage you to follow along. You will be challenged to see how the providence of God has brought provision for what we needed when we needed it. Let me introduce you to a lady named Sharon. Sharon and her husband Ivan have been attending Broadway Church since 2015. Sharon and Ivan have been involved in in City Reach programs and Broadway Church ministries such as Community Closet, Boxes of Love, and the Back to School Blast. Sharon was an accountant and Ivan a sales manager. And outside of being involved in church, they love to eat good food together, garden, and travel the world. They had great career achievements, a healthy marriage, financial security, and a loving family. Sharon and Ivan were on top of the world. In October of 2018, they were in France celebrating their 20th wedding anniversary, and Ivan came down with a cold. He got sick, really sick, and he was hospitalized. They discovered that it was brain cancer, and for three long months, Sharon didn't leave Ivan's hospital room. In January 2019, Ivan sadly lost his battle with cancer and he passed away. Sharon goes from being on top of the world to feeling the weight of the world on her shoulders. Sharon, grieving, trying to rebuild her life, she continues to serve others. She continues to volunteer at Broadway and City Reach, putting the needs of others before herself. I mentioned earlier that that Sharon was an accountant, but but not just any accountant. She was a high-level controller with major contracts, managing over $200 million every year. She is one capable, confident, and smart lady. Sharon decides that she wants something different for her life. She decides that she wants to leave her high-paying and prestigious job in finance to start to use the best hours of her day to serve others full-time. 
So last year, late last year, she approaches me and she tells me a bit of her story and she, she ends up saying that she wants to come work for CityReach. So we work up a modest employee contract and the plan is that she's going to start in April of 2020. To make a long story short, we weren't sure what her role would exactly look like within CityReach, but we knew that she could add value to our organization. But because of her previous job commitments, she couldn't start until April of 2020. Now, you know that the COVID pandemic hit Vancouver in mid to late March of 2020. But what you might not know is that CityReach was undergoing all these staffing changes right at that time. And we really desperately needed a new Food for Families director ASAP. And since we know that the providence of God brings provision for what we need, when we need it, it was no surprise when Sharon stepped up to the challenge and took the reins as the new Food for Families director. And she started right at the beginning of COVID. So let's just pause the story right here for a moment. And let me give you a little bit of context what Food for Families is all about. Food for Families is a nutritious food bank that we run at CityReach. We've been running this food bank for over 12 years and it's had a great community impact over those years. Before COVID started, we had 300 families pre-registered for our program and about 100 of those families were receiving a fresh food hamper every single week. Food for Families, we operate on 99% rescued and donated food. That means food that would normally go to the dump, we step in before the best before date and we're able to take that food, process it, and give it out to families in need. So, to provide healthy food for a hundred families every single week is no small task. That's a hundred families relying on us to get this food, to locate it, to get our truck driver to go pick it up, to find volunteers, to sort through all that food, to pack it all up, and then distribute that food to our guests on an ultra-fast turnaround timeline before the food spoils. This is the world that Sharon stepped into, except with a few exceptions. When Sharon took over this role, we were short on food supply and we were short on volunteers due to COVID. And here's the kicker. Registration of new guests began to skyrocket for our Food for Families program. The COVID pandemic caused so many families in our community that were just teetering on the edge of vulnerability to be thrust into a whole new level of need that required them to access our program. Every week, our Food for Families program began to grow by 20 to 50 new families. And it's still not done growing. Last week, we packed and distributed a record number 763 hampers of healthy food to vulnerable families in our community. Now, our team isn't just in need of 10 volunteers over two packing shifts anymore. Today, our, our team requires 90 volunteers serving over four different packing shifts, all the while keeping everything super clean and COVID compliant with masks and gloves and contact tracing and uh, sanitizing and social distancing. And the Food for Families program hasn't only grown in the size of its production or the size of its volunteers, it's grown in donations as well. 
last year, pre-COVID, our total in-kind food donations to Food for Families was $150,000 worth of food. So far this year alone, we've received over a million dollars worth of donated and rescued food to our program. Now, I should mention that Sharon doesn't do all of this alone. Along with the 90 dedicated volunteers each week, Spencer, Kareen, Zena, Stephanie, Lily, Craig, Kathy, Carol, Simon So, and Jerome are all staff members or key volunteer shift leaders working alongside Sharon to see this machine run. They each play a crucial piece in the puzzle to see these fresh food hampers get to the right people at the right time. Let me just say, I am so proud of Sharon and Spencer, Kareen and Zena, Stephanie and Lily, Craig and Kathy and Carol and Simon So and Jerome for their unwavering, dedicated service during these intense times. Food for Families, we, we've seen over 600% growth in all areas of our ministry. All the while, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. It's incredible. And we were able to pivot and shift and adjust and to see many, many obstacles turn into opportunities. Why? Because the providence of God brings provision for what we needed when we needed it. I think back to myself, where would our program be today without Sharon? Where would Sharon be without our program? What if Sharon never made the conscious decision to make a change in her life and come to City Reach? It's almost like God knew what we needed and when we would need it. It's almost like God chose Sharon for such a time as this to drop her right here in the position of Food for Families director to help us along this unprecedented season of growth. Now, if you know Sharon at all, you'll know that, that she is very humble and she would continue to deflect all this commendation deep into the organization. She first of all would credit God and then she would credit our truck driver and then our volunteer coordinator and then the behind the scenes volunteers who spend hours and hours crushing cardboard boxes every single week without a word of complaint. Sharon knows it takes a, a whole team to get something great accomplished, and she wouldn't take any of the credit for herself. So I'm honored today to tell a little bit of Sharon's story, not to put Sharon on a pedestal, but God. This was all his idea before it was ours. God gets all of the credit. The providence of God brings provision for what we need when we need it. See, God is the one who moved all the puzzle pieces together and in his perfect timing made it all happen. All we had to do was sit back and allow him to do it. To say, God, you are in control of all things. You are constantly at work behind the scenes, even when I don't see it and even when I don't feel it. See, when we see obstacles, God sees opportunities. When we see barriers, God sees breakthrough. Now, there's many differences, of course, between Queen Esther and Sharon, but, but there's some similarities as well. I see that both Queen Esther and Sharon responded to where God placed them, and they used what God had placed in their hands. For Esther, it was a royal position. For Sharon, her position wasn't very royal. This, the situation that Sharon found herself in wasn't very glamorous at all. It's a position that none of us would ever wish to be in. I'm sure the death of your spouse doesn't feel very royal. 
But nevertheless, Sharon decides to use her situation where God had placed her. And she decides to use what God had placed in her hands. And she looks at the obstacle in front of her and she allows God to turn it into an opportunity. And because she said yes, for such a time as this, our Food for Families program will never be the same. Literally thousands of vulnerable kids and families and seniors and individuals in our community are being impacted every single day. Let me ask you, it may be hard for you right now to see your position as very royal. I get it. I I don't feel very royal myself some days. But maybe, just maybe, God has brought you to your position wherever you are, whatever you do, for such a time as this. Where has the providence of God brought you today? What has the providence of God placed in your hands today? Maybe, just maybe, God has placed you where you are and God has placed what is in your hands for such a time as this. Maybe, just like he called Esther, And just like he called Sharon, he's calling you today to do something, to be bold, to be brave, to step up and to act. Let me ask you, if God was calling you today, what would he be saying? Where would he ask you to be bold and brave? Where would he ask you to act? Maybe you feel small. Maybe you feel like you have very little power. Maybe you feel like your trials are too big. Maybe you feel like life circumstances are too grand. Remember, the providence of God brings provision for what you need when you need it. See, he's doing this every day through our staff at City Reach. He's doing this every day through our volunteers at City Reach. And if you put your trust in him today, he can do this through your life as well. You see, because not only does God want to provide for our life, but God wants to provide life for us. This is true. The Bible tells us that through a real relationship with Jesus Christ, God wants to provide you everlasting life. Everlasting life is a life of purpose, a life full of grace and forgiveness, a life where you are known by the God of the universe. See, God knows what you need and when you need it. And maybe today you're here and you're watching this at home. You're, you're listening wherever you are. And you just simply need to surrender control today. You simply need to say yes to Jesus for the first time. To be overwhelmed by his grace and his acceptance and his provision. I want to give you an opportunity as we bring this message to a close. And, and I want to invite you to pray a prayer with me just in just a moment. Where you can ask Jesus to be your hope and your savior from this day forward because the providence of God brings provision for what we need when we need it. Would you just take a moment right now where you are, would you just, in front of your computer screen, just bow your head, close your eyes, just pray this prayer along with me if that's you today. Let's pray. Jesus, today I acknowledge that that you are in control of all things. Jesus, I surrender control to you. I just acknowledge that you are in charge, not me. That God, your design for my life is better than my design for my life. So from this day forward, God, I surrender to you. Jesus, come be my my savior, the forgiver of my life. Fill me with your grace and Holy Spirit. 
From this day forward, I will be a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, I, I want to encourage you. The best advice I could give you is to uh, text the number on the screen right now. Uh, contact a pastor. Reach out and just say, hey, I prayed that prayer with Simon today. And I want, to, my, I want to take the next step in a real relationship with the God of the universe. Well, thank you for joining us for City Reach Sunday. I hope you are encouraged as I am. And if you want to continue to support City Reach or volunteer at City Reach, we would absolutely love to have you come and, and join our team, whether that be financially or, or giving of your time. We, we, we want to we talk to you. You can find out more at cityreach.org, and uh, we'd love to follow up with you. Thanks for your time today.